Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to what should be a special episode of Left Turns and Loud Noises. I have to slow myself down to say that because I want to say left turns, left noises and loud turns. See, when I try to screw it up, I get it right. Uh, it's episode number 51. Today is February 20th, 2020, better known as the ninth anniversary of that Trevor Bain kid winning the 500. Somehow, still doesn't seem real, but whatever. Uh, the reason you're hearing me, I am Jeremy Methfield for some reason, is because I somehow blind squirreled my way into picking the final four of last year's championship correctly. And for you, those of you who don't know what blind squirreling is, it's even a blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while. So that's why I'm here instead of Anthony. But he's still here co-hosting or appearing. I don't even special. I don't know. He's sitting someplace ready to make a smart ass comment at he's me. He's not special. Hey guys, I just want to say happy birthday, Trevor Bain, 29 years old. Plus one day. Whatever. Whatever. And that there's Anthony, you know him, and someplace hanging out in the shadows is Kevin as well. Say hello, everybody. Hello from the shadows, everyone. How are you doing tonight? This is so much better than me having to ha- do the <laughs> intro. I love this. I might have you do this every week. This is great. You just sit back, just sit back and laugh at me and enjoy the bumpy ride, because <laughs> here we go. <laughs> I guess what the first thing we're talking about today is uh, something happened last weekend. I think it was the Daytona 500. Oh, dude, I'm so. pretty sure it was Daniel Suarez not making the race, but, you know. No, no, that was Thursday. No, no, Monday we had the Daytona 450. Sunday Whoa. we had the Daytona 50. Oh, it was the $250 ticket I paid for that Trump rally. That was it. That's what happened this weekend. That, that's how much <laughs> tickets are now? Oh, I don't want to actually say how much I paid. I don't want to. Anthony got it for less. He just wants to. I got a great, I got a great money, deal. I weaseled my way into the Daytona 500. This is true. I, I weaseled my way into I'm, every race. I know, every time. I know I'm older than you guys, and I'm going to do my best not to go full back in my day mode, but it's going to happen once in a while, and I apologize. Hey, but shit, last, the last Daytona 500 I went to was 2001. And the tickets were $115 for Oldfield section, row 17. And 
and we couldn't see about half the track because of all the mm-hmm. stuff in the infield. Oh yeah, 2002. I cannot see half the track either. Uh, they used to but just do an absolute just... terrible job with just making any vision or line of sight back then. Yeah, backstretch. The only time we could see something on the backstretch was when uh, uh, Tony Stewart decided he tried to tried to go into orbit off the hood of Bobby mm-hmm. Labonte's car. He did a he did a like, great cartwheel impersonation. I really appreciated that. Yeah, for a big man, you know, eating soda cookies and stretching like that, he can still get up. He can still get up there. Let me ask you a question, Methy. Who who did a better flip, Tony Stewart or Brennan Gone at Daytona this year, getting out of the car? You've seen that video of him like doing out a gymnastic stunt. Oh, out of the truck for truck. Uh, sorry, yes. No, yes. I, no, I'm gonna go with uh, Brennan Gone for that one. He's a he's a big man. He got uh, vertical and he held uh, the position nicely and slight bounce on the uh, landing, but he held it. So I got to go give it to him. I'll give him an eight and a half on that. I'll go Russian judge on it. <laughs> oh, Russian judges give like sixes, but whatever. Okay, well, I'll, 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 I'll go Ukrainian judge. I think that's half Russia, whatever. Back in my day, they were the Soviet judges. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Love me some Rocky Four. Anyways. But anyways. Uh, anyways, so we had a, uh, a couple things happen this weekend other than the Daytona 500. We had... I guess we can start with the duels going all the way through the truck race, extended race, and then the Daytona 50 on Sunday and the other 450 plus overtime on Monday and all culminated with probably the scariest moment since 2001 in the history of the sport. Uh, I'd say so. I'd say, well, definitely the most freshest. So I'll give it that for being fear factor. I would say mm-hmm. the, the, the 30 seconds in between um, Austin Dillon going into the cash fence and the thumbs up from the crew That's was true. probably far scarier because I did, I mean, I'll say that we can start with the Newman crash. I think that's like the most important thing that's yeah. happened this weekend out of anything. I mean, yes, Denny Hamlin, congratulations on the first uh, back-to-back Daytona 500 champion since Sterling Marlin. But I mean, let's uh, let's not try and disguise it. Ryan Newman's crash was the big story coming out of the weekend and i mean i i was sitting right there kevin where were you for the crash <laughs> victory lane uh, so you didn't really see it did you like i live? mean i saw on we had a little tv in there and i'm just mm. like none of us really realized it at first like you see a car mm. flip and you're like oh dang and like he slides to on his roof but you just see you've, we've seen a lot of those you know we saw it literally yeah. friday night where um uh, time Majeski slid on his roof going through turn one, entered turn two, and you know, you just like whatever part of it, he'll get out, and then doesn't get immediately out. It's like, okay, he's a big guy, and then they show the replay, and you're like, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Um, for me, I was filming, I finally filmed a last lap of a race, which of course Ryan Blaney loses it by inches. So I think we can officially confirm that I am the reason Ryan Blaney wins races. Mm-hmm. Um, but on, on, on like the actual serious note though, I thought when I saw it at first happening, I thought it was going to be exactly like Kyle Bush when he um, tried to block Tony during the July race, it was going to be like that wreck. And then yeah. I realized after the um, Corey LaJoy impact that he was upside down, I never saw, the Corey LaJoy impact because I thought that was just him tumbling 
or just more debris going everywhere. I didn't really realize the severity of the injury. So in a video of me filming it, I'm screaming, oh my God, he's upside down. Like I didn't realize that he was upside down because um, I was sitting at the beginning of pit road. So his initial impact was right in front of me. And then the Corey LaJoy impact was a couple uh, hundred yards away. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I don't think any of us really realized that severity. That first replay when they showed it, the, the crowd went completely silent. I do remember that. Yeah, that was just an awful yeah, watch, feeling around watch, the track. Yeah, watching it on my phone, sitting in my car, trying to get home from work, it was holy shit. Hamlin pulled it off. Oh, Newman's upside down. He's not getting out yet. Oh, like you said, he's he's a big guy. He's probably stuck. And then they showed the replay, and it was a complete uh, heart in the throat, stomach mm-hmm. drop moment of. Oh my God! I, it, it, that's not the first time I've thought I've seen somebody die. Mm-hmm. But the other couple times I thought I've seen somebody die. Um, Austin Dillon walks mm-hmm. out of the car, thumbs up, he's good. Uh, Michael McDowell at Texas. That one I he thought barrel sure. into one. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Bodine. I was sitting in uh, Robert's stands for that. I was close enough. I felt the heat from the fireball Jeez, when exactly. he went through the fence. Oh yeah. My God. And it was like, oh, my God, I think I just saw somebody die. And then think... he didn't get out, and they put the screens mm-hmm. up. And the last time the last time I saw screens come out was when they tarped Senior's car in turn four. First sign, I think, when I started, it was after the ambulance had driven past me, which was just an awful, awful feeling, just seeing that go by me, like, super fast. I was like, that's, I've never seen that before in my life. And um, the first sign that I knew, okay, something like there was some positive coming out was that they did not tarp Newman's car. They put the screens around it when they were getting him out, but they did not tarp it, which I realized immediately, okay, that's a good sign. That means it wasn't like, you know, a graphic injury. So that's, that's a good place to start. Um, But I mean, those two hours being in the dark were some of the most gut wrenching two hours I've been like felt as a NASCAR fan like ever oh for sure that, that was refreshing the phone refreshing the phone just <laughs> twitter uh, my thumb hurt something. from refreshing the phone so much on twitter oh and then all of the uh the posts on reddit you guys didn't oh my see god it. i i removed 64 i think a couple other moderators <laughs> they were removing 74 posts and like Shush. a couple thousand comments it was and then trying to maintain that and stay on top of it. It's like my thumbs hurt. It's like I, I had to pull over and stop driving. It's a tough like, job I, I, sometimes. Yeah, I, was, uh, I couldn't even be a fan. I had to work. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, but it was. We finally got some fun. good news a couple hours later from um, Steve O'Donnell. And I, I swear when he came up, like, and I was telling Kevin this, like, and this is a little off topic, but. I had a bad dream a couple nights before the Daytona 500. I always have bad dreams before the Daytona 500 where there's a very nasty crash in a catch fence every single year, like on cue. And this year, for some weird reason, NASCAR and IndyCar became IMSA. And essentially, they both raced on the track at the same time. Long story short, someone went to the catch fence and there was an announcement of Steve O'Donnell coming out saying someone died. And I got that same weird vibe when I was watching the um, press conference and Thank God the first words that essentially came out of his mouth was non-life threatening. Like that was, that was just, uh, like I screamed, I screamed louder than when Hamlin won and I'm a Hamlin fan. Yeah. That was uh, the, 
sigh of relief heard around the world from every NASCAR fan exhaling <laughs> at once. Yeah. Not even NASCAR fans. I mean, it's pretty much prime time on the East Coast on a mm-hmm. Monday night. Like, a lot of people who aren't fans are watching. Like, mm-hmm. I had a lot of my all yeah. over the internet. A lot of my sports friends in my group and chat uh, text me asking me, is he okay? Is he okay? And I'm like, I will know as soon as you guys know. And as soon as I found out, there was like a huge sigh of relief from them. They didn't even know. They, they don't really know anything. They were like, we only recognize Ryan Newman's name because it's like he's been around forever. It was just and like... Then that t- and then that tough son of a bitch walked out of the hospital two days later. I Yeah, <laughs> that was probably the most unexpected thing was, first of all, that I, I think this was like, this was yesterday, right? If I recall correctly, because I've been working nonstop um, at my job. So I'm kind of lost on my days right now. But yesterday, Wednesday. He, um, Wednesday, yes, Wednesday, they posted a picture of him with his daughters. I'm still in the hospital. And I just look and I'm like, I was expecting him to be bruised up to like, just like black eye contusions, like broken bones, dude looked completely fine. It was like, um, the only thing I noticed was that one of his fingernails were bruised and someone commented on Reddit today and said, well, actually his fingernail was already bruised before um, the race. He probably got that just from doing something manly, like just um, throwing a brick at it to make sure he felt anything (laughs) like, (laughs) Ryan Newman has become tougher than Chuck Norris. He is like, there's no longer Chuck Norris jokes. There is Ryan Newman jokes because he is the toughest son of a bitch ever. Like you you can't kill the guy. And it's fucking awesome. Honestly, like seeing him walk out of the hospital with his daughters was unbelievable. Like that just made my entire day, made my entire week. Yeah. Agreed. For sure. Yeah. You know, the last, the last person to enter uh Halifax medical center in that condition and leave was Cole Trickle, and he won the next Daytona 500. So uh, place <laughs> your bets now. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait. So um, I think one of the things that um, before we move along, and we can go ahead and keep this short if you guys want, but uh, one of the things that come out of this is like, okay, so now what for NASCAR? And one of the biggest things people have been talking about is how we react to crashes and how we – um, as a sport need to kind of get away from like glorifying it for advertising and shit. And I know this is kind of like a, um, like a very contested issue. I don't know about you guys. And I'm also kind of taking over your spotlight, Methy. I'm sorry. Please. I don't want it. I had it for the intro. <laughs> Let's just go about normal. Methy, you will get, you will get it back. Don't even worry, my friend, you will get this back. Um, I uh, but but for real, though, I mean, what do you guys think about that? Because a lot of people have been hitting the knee-jerk reactions, I think. But in a case, they, they're making great points. And, and I don't think they're wrong. They're technically correct, which is the best type of correct. What is, what is the claim you're trying to say? Basically, we need to, like, have a culture shift with, with racing in general, with these crashes. We need to, like, stop, like, rooting for them, like, stop... Um, you know, getting roots for crashes. Oh, you'd be surprised. You would be surprised. Even advertising, like if they want to advertise this year's race for next year's 500, like show the big one on the backstretch with Kozlowski and all of them. That's fine. Show any one of the passes for the lead because those were fucking exhilarating. Yeah, but don't show obviously the finish just because that's that's too far. And that's too much. I mean, it's. I've seen advertising for Talladega where they show Bobby Allison's wreck into the catch fence. I mean, no one was hurt. He was fine. I don't see a problem well, with the, it. The fans were hurt. 
I, I correct were me they? if I'm wrong, Matthew. The fans were hurt. I I don't recall. I know. I'm, I'm I sure think you're wrong. Uh, this sure podcast has proven something. I'm wrong about three and a half times. Now. Yeah, let it be known on our uh, picks from last week that Anthony spelled Brendan Gaughan's name wrong, and he Aww. does not want to give any points, give up any points from that. So you, we can already see how this season's going to go with him rigging it. But it's cool. <laughs> Someone's <laughs> very mad that their picks sucked. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but for real though, I mean, I I don't want them to change this package because of how great it is. But we've seen three awful wrecks i mean that brennan gone wreck was so close to just him being punted out of the track and just rolling down like i mean he Mm -hmm. went flying and to be quite honest i can't remember who said it these wings are getting them up like the car of tomorrow wings like they are getting nasty air and these cars (sighs) weigh less if i recall correctly i'm I'm gonna say i'm gonna disagree with that because i'm gonna disagree with that too these cars just aren't going backwards and then flying over something's happening like brennan gone he got pushed up in the air larson by two cars both yeah he got hit in both wheels at damn near the same exact moment mm-hmm. in the driver's side which is a heavier side the right side caught air that's yeah that's physics and larson's shit happens at 190 miles an hour <laughs> larson got hit in the nose or not in the nose in the side and literally hey. added like a wing related like wing effect to it to where it would lift it and then with newman you're going up on banking and you hit the wall and then by those rules once you hit it your car gets up in the air and then air gets under the car and just takes it over so it's it's not like the same thing happened with kyle bush in 2009 and he did not flip over i mean yes he did get absolutely just ass packed Mm -hmm. by casey kane but i mean they were going slower then we're going very slower yeah and I don't think he hit at the same angle. He was more like on the straightaway part rather than because Newman hit it in um, the yeah. banking. Yeah. yeah. So there, there was a lot of factors. Already. Yeah. Only accent I can think of like that at those speeds of, of recent memory. And I'm sure Scott there's Rins been others. reminded me a lot of it in Talladega 2005. Mm, when he yes. Scott went Rins. across the track and then Holy hit at that shit, angle and yeah. flipped over. It was pretty similar if you think about it. Yeah, that one actually, when I saw that one, because going back even further was like Earnhardt's when he went across the track at Dega and hit yeah. in that angle and also had like just a vicious, vicious wreck like that. His was pretty that's similar because he got hit after flipping too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Just that's Newman was a perfect the Earnhardt bar came from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, the Earnhardt bar going vertical and then the two Newman bars yeah. extending from the Earnhardt bar. Probably, both of those bars probably saved Ryan's life here. Absolutely, the Newman bars saved Ryan's Newman's life. You can't change probably my mind Corey's otherwise. too. Yeah, Corey's yeah, as well. Corey. You were saying the uh, the roof line was what six inches from the steering wheel? I think mm-hmm. I read. Like yeah, yeah. People talk about Ryan Newman. Corey LaJoy also was like that was a fucking awful impact that he took as well. And it's like just that car's um, roof looked like it was caved in, like. That was just awful. It was a perfect storm for a wreck. Like you're never going to be able to recreate something like that. I, I feel like, and especially now, I don't think we're going to like. I, they might get rid of this package, which sucks, but also might save drivers' lives. Who knows? I don't know. Like I'm not a I think genie. My, my guess is they won't get rid of the package just because I think it's. I think this wreck really woke up everyone, like especially <laughs> drivers of. 
even like some of the other extras like pushing blocking i think because because alluded it to after the cra- after the clash the crash whatever you want to call it that like it was the bush crash none of us have fear because we can just walk out of these cars and now we get someone who doesn't and i think everyone will remember those two hours where they didn't know and rumors were flying mm-hmm. around and was he gonna make it was he not so i think that'll affect everyone's driving style i don't think it's gonna make for worse racing per se but i don't think we're gonna have these massive blocks and especially last lap stuff like that where you're just not gonna lift at all it's we'll see how many how many big ones have we had with how many packages it doesn't matter the package you're gonna get the big one at a mm-hmm. as long as you get cars bunched up like that dependent on the draft people are gonna block and side draft mm-hmm. and get runs and there's gonna be guys like Joey Logano pushing Almarola through Keselowski. <laughs> yep. <laughs> just wanted to ass pack him just to get a little bit of revenge for talking shit. You fucking it, want it doesn't mate? matter the package. Yeah. It doesn't matter the package. They're, they're uh, gonna wreck because they're aero dependent. I'll say I will say this though. Um if it wasn't for that Carl Edwards wreck, we we'd we'd still probably have that uh crazy ass um tandem draft going on. Probably not, but you know, a man can dream. I'd like to see the tandem draft come back. They would be safer. A lot yeah, more stupid thing they to say. had more control. They did. The, Those cars the were also heavier more and, control and, over it. Those cars were heavier and, and far easier to drive, it seems, because these things are squirrely little shits, and I have a feeling Gen the Gen 7 car is going to be more squirrely on super speedways. Good. Bring it on. Make them lift. Make them turn. Make them break. Make them stop trying to drive mm-hmm. through each other. I don't know. Yeah. Un, unalign the bumpers. You touch someone, mm. you launch them, they land on your hood, your race is over too. Uh, yes. I, of course. Um, one last thing I wanted to say. And um, and we can move along to Daniel Suarez's wonderful time at Speed Weeks. Um, I wanted to say that, and I forgot. <laughs> Shit, I forgot completely. Okay, well, here, hello, right. here comes an edit. Huh. Um, what did I want to say? Kevin, read my drivers. mind. Um, I think you were going to ask how Victory Lane was since I was there. Um. And how was Victory Lane? It was, oh, yeah, I heard you were there. Weird. It was weird, man. It was like, like after, like after the Rolex twenty four ended, like everyone was in a good mood, and then we open up Twitter and see that Kobe died, and you're like, God. and now after this, where it's supposed to be this happy moment, everyone's just so sad, and it felt like, I mean, people were saying all over Twitter, it was two thousand one all over again because you didn't uh, know yeah. what was going on. I had a girl that I talked to one time at a party years ago DM me on Twitter and be like, wow, this is just like when Earnhardt died. I'm like, you don't even watch fucking NASCAR. Like, get <laughs> out of my DMs. Like, I, I should have responded, I have a girlfriend or something. I have a wife. I have three children. Please get out of here. <laughs> I don't have any kids for anyone wondering. Um, I'm not married either for anyone wondering. I do have a girlfriend, I'm though. Please sorry. don't yeah. I, I'm I'm sorry, but I don't understand the relations to... It was just like when Senior died. There was no social media then. Exactly. No, it's true. It, there was no refreshing until your thumb hurt. There was no TV No, it was around in constantly. 2001, though. Where stupid yeah. people making uh, assumptions. 
mean, so in that I case, would, I, I even think it's it's kind of worse. It was worse those two hours because it's not like we we just we all knew that we had to wait until like a press mm-hmm. conference. Now it's like oh everything will break on Twitter, so we all just kept refreshing. And there's more, you know, false rumors spread, which I think there was the the main media members did a good job not speculating anything. <laughs> no, they did a um, fantastic job. Shouts out Gluck and Pockers, Fryer, like all those people, like just doing a great job trying to like keep keep calm and wait till something actually happened. And all the the amateur people too, like just making sure, like you know, making like these influencers on like NASCAR YouTube and shit that are on Twitter, just being like, hey, like no speculating, like we are going to wait until we get affirmative news from nascar itself and we did and damn it was that a good feeling yeah and now ryan newman is walking and people are now making dumb comments like oh he could be at where, where are we this uh, we could be at vegas he could be at vegas this weekend see i still think atlanta's the second race it's, it's tough but it's like no it's just let him recover please for the love of god just let ryan newman recover yeah i think he'll I'm not going to speculate on when he'll get back to the track, but I think we'll see him back this year. He'll come back like Robert Wickens did, and the crowd will go absolutely nuts. But yeah. um, I don't know when he's getting back in a race car. I don't care when he gets back in a race car. That's up to Ryan Newman. That's not up to us as fans. Yeah, if he wanted to retire right now, I don't think any yeah, of us Yeah, I wouldn't blame him. Complain. Wouldn't blame him. But at the yeah, same no, time, I miss, him. I miss him a lot. Ivers would miss him too, but uh, they also wouldn't miss uh, having to get around Newman. No, to put things on a lighter note, kidney stone. To put things on a lighter note, even when he almost does die, he still grinds out a top ten. <laughs> See, he did finish ninth. People do forget this. Yeah, they they. I don't know where like NASCAR and that. Oh, that's what I wanted to say was the caution light. Um, that's what I was trying to ask about. Was the like did NASCAR wait too long to throw a caution? No, um, they're good. The absolute right thing. Not everyone was saying it's the last lap. That's everyone was using the hindsight, saying, "Oh, they should have thrown the caution when Chase Elliott wrecked." No, they shouldn't have. No, shut that's up. bullshit. We we would have shut all been raging because they threw kid. a caution for a single car spin. Yeah, would have literally thrown whatever beer I had onto the track from the three <laughs> hundreds and been banned from Daytona forever because I think they will ban you for that. Yeah, probably. You yeah, should probably. be banned. You you don't have an arm to make it out to the track from way up. Oh, there. I'm sorry. Whoa, 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 whoa. Listen to me. When I was 15 years old, I threw 87 mile an hour. Cheese. Okay? I was destroyed my sophomore year because I got into a serious injury in football that absolutely tore my labrum, and I need Tommy John and shoulder surgery. So if you coming after me for my arm, you best come fucking loaded, okay? You best come <laughs> loaded if you're coming after my arm strength. Now back to our regular schedule program. That took an unexpected angry turn. It did. I don't I, – I, I, I like to talk about when I actually had an arm when I was 15 miles an hour. Yeah, all right. Whole, your soul. Oh, yeah, but besides – But then you, but then you discovered alcohol and – that all went to shit so your glory days are over uh, you welcome know to, probably welcome to adulthood yeah. when they started putting so besides, in coffee in the clubhouse that's when things went to shit besides the final <laughs> apparec up until that point it was a pretty we, good race oh are we still talking the 500 <laughs> yeah it was a good race that was a fantastic race what are we talking about yeah. literally Ryan Newman to... and... oh go ahead I'm just saying Logano tried to push Al Marola through Keselowski that didn't work uh, Chase, Chase, uh, 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 Ross, Ross Chastain 
tried to go for a <laughs> hole that was closing, and Priest closed the hole on him. Bounced off oh, Logano. Chastain did get a little bit of a, There was a hole there, and then Priest closed it on him. He said, "No, sir. I'm going to, I'm going to say no, sir, to you." Um, that was awesome. That Logano five like, other I people. Gotta, I got to flip flip him off again, which is always a nice tradition. A NASCAR race for me. Um, <laughs> Chris Busher finishing in third, I think, if if I recall correctly. Let me let me pull this up. I believe he did. I had it up here too. Hang on. Yeah, no, he he definitely did. Third. Chris Busher, like nobody even talks yeah. about that. David Reagan finishing fourth. Brennan Gaughan finishing seventh. Hey, uh, I did pick Busher as my sleeper and Reagan as my dark horse. So uh, go me. L. Larson was in absolute no man's land when he just like he people forget Kyle Larson boofed a pit stop in the middle of the race like with 30 to go. And I'm just looking there like his race is over. No, sir. He finishes top 10. John Hunter Nemechek. I thought he actually finished in ninth. John Hunter Nemechek top. It finishes in 11th. Like a lot of names you don't expect. Brennan Poole in 16th. Is is John Hunter Nemechek the highest? Rookie sure, right now, he, he, he was, yeah, yeah. Nice. That's usually how the 500 goes. All the Just good like rookies. we all predicted, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Christopher Bell in 21st, um, Tyler Reddick 28th, and somewhere down there is Cole Custer in 37th. It says that everyone else was crash, 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 then Kyle Bush engine, which by the way, fuck Kyle Bush for running around the track with a blown engine just spewing oil everywhere. Um, Cole Custer had a rear end for two laps, yeah, right? Like, what was that? He just wanted to finish above Keselowski. A bunch of wrecked cars and just kept going. God bless him. Absolutely just wanted to finish above Keselowski as a big fuck you to him. Understandable. Understandable. Jimmy Johnson finishes in um, 35th. He led 13 laps. Or no, he got 13 points. He led three laps. I'm sorry. Um, He got some stage points somewhere in there. So it's just a lot of crazy shit that happened late in this race. And there were some good passes. We had about like a 30 oh, yeah. lap run. It felt like where they were just side by side, making crazy ass moves like that. Those final 50 laps were some of the best final 50 laps I've ever seen. And in, in, yeah, the great race from... good, good racing. That's why they're not going to pl- change the package. Exactly. Damn good racing. Good racing. But people only remember the wreck. That's, yeah, the problem. When that's, that's how that's, it starts. I... Good racing yeah. produces wrecks. Mm-hmm. No, there was no way they were going to hold on to it forever. And that first big one, like, proved that. And honestly, it was a real shame because I felt like Eric Almarola might have had, like, one of the, probably the best uh-huh. car out there. Yeah, he was pretty good. Oh. Denny Hamlin also had a great car. He led 79 laps. So one of my predictions was incorrect. How many lead changes were in this? Because I said there would be over 45. I feel like there was a lot in stage three. I feel like they were swapping oh, yeah. pretty much every lap. Only 24 lead changes. That doesn't seem correct. Well, you got to remember, they don't count lead changes yeah. in, like, middle of lap. It's, like, technically, Denny Hamlin led, led the, the final last lap, lap and then led the... the last lap. So, like, yeah. but there was two or three other lead changes in that lap. So, yeah, it's just yeah, a way counting scored. Yeah. Like, last year when they say there was no technical last lap passes for the lead it's like kentucky had three in the last lap alone i'm pretty sure talladega did two it's just Mm -hmm. the way it's counted okay also how how similar last thing about the 500 how similar was it that the last or the top three coming out of turn four were the same exact top three in the same order as it was in the fall talladega race Mm -hmm. Uh, i mean 
I don't think that's a coincidence. They're damn good restrictor plate drivers who, or I'm sorry, tapered spacer drivers yes, that are, <laughs> I will call it by its Christian name, um, that are just very good at staying out of trouble. I, I feel like, um, you know, those those three plus Chase Elliott on a good day are, are always right there. And Chase was there until, you know, he wasn't going into one on the last lap. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we just kept having just like, people forgot that Chase Elliott was there the whole weekend. It's like he spins. It's like, all right, yeah, Chase Elliott was here. Stage one winner. Yeah, stage one winner, Chase Elliott. Mm-hmm. I, I literally forgot that. Uh, I will say this uh, also. Next- um, if you guys like go to it, if anyone ever goes to a race that's listening, invest in the um the fan vision, especially if you're not sitting in front of one of those uh IS I, ISM screens or whatever they're called. Um mm-hmm. they are they are totally worth it. That was, and I got a deal because I was on the infield. I paid 25 bucks for the whole weekend. That was absolutely 100% worth it. So look out for those infield deals, boys and girls. Oh, yeah. um, anything else from the 500? Oh, Ricky Stenhouse is um, still an absolute menace. Nothing's yeah, Byron, Byron got Stenhouse, as he said. So I, I, still yeah, think, I still think Byron came down too late. Oh, I, no, uh, I agree. It just, I, the radio Stenhouse said, yeah, was, we just got sent house. He was more than a full car length or car width, or it was about half a car width when Byron decided to come down and try to block him and go with him. And he came down and just went across his nose. I, I put, I put that on Byron, but I am an idiot. So there is that. Yeah. Well, at least you can admit it. Um, yeah, well, you know what, Stenhouse is is never making uh, many friends, but he he is damn exciting to watch. And for some reason, he was actually um, Kevin five hundred to one odds um, before Thursday. It wasn't that's, five thousand; it was five hundred, which is still preposterous for a pole sitter. That's still preposterous. There's no yeah. Way. So my friends, my friend, my friends put um, what was it four dollars on Stenhouse to win it? Two thousand dollar payout. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I don't. I don't <laughs> understand uh, Vegas just absolutely boofing that one. But I, they also didn't have Brennan gone on their on their list of drivers, and Brennan gone finished in seventh. So I mean, they almost mm-hmm. didn't have to pay anyone. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know. All right, um, Daytona five hundred rating though. I'm going to give it a nine and a half out of ten. That was that was fun. It's good race. Right? Yeah, I'll yeah. give it a give it a nine. I'll... I'll go nine five as well. I thought it was exciting. It would have been a ten if uh, the last two hours of it I wasn't like, oh my god, please be alive. Yeah. But other than that, other than that, it was amazing. It was yeah, even the single file shit, like people were still making moves. All right. So what do we move on to now? Xfinity. Let's go to Saturday. Yeah. Infinity. Um. Okay. So um. Before the race started, let us point out that um. Anthony and I did get to meet Brandon Jones. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. How could I ever forget? Me and Kevin finally got to meet our Lord and Savior, Brandon Jones. It, it was um, it was beautiful. Brandon and Jones. Alex, too. Yeah. And Alex. We finally, <laughs> we finally met Alex in real life. Um, so Kevin, obviously, he works at the track. So Kevin sees all these guys. I got pit passes for Friday and Saturday. So I got to hang out in the Xfinity garage like all weekend. Um, I met a lot of great people. I got to meet um, uh, Jeffrey Earnhardt for about two seconds. Dude, by the way, has the best boots I've ever seen on a human being in my life. 
um like just he can dress um i met david star who drives the whataburger car and i love whataburger with all my heart it's one of my favorite fast food places so of course i had to get a picture like in front of the car with david star cool guy by the way david's a very nice dude he literally just called me over and just was talking to me like i didn't even have to like say anything he just looked at me he's like hey come here i'm like <laughs> i'm sorry me like i'm not a child why do you want to talk to me <laughs> so that was like, david star is an awesome guy shouts out to him um, I met my childhood hero, Ward Burton, which I still can't believe. I just looked on over and I'm like, holy shit, that is Ward Burton. And I just walked over. I waved at him and I'm like, why are you waving at him like a fucking spaz? Like, just like wait until he's done talking. And he came on over and just uh, in the most Ward Burton accent, I could understand 75% of what was coming out of his mouth. But we were talking about hunting and I just remember him being like, oh shit, man. I mean, I, I do love it, but that's just a lot of work. And it's like, you know, and I'm just talking about all that stuff. And I'm like, well, you got to live out your, you know, one of my dreams. And like, you made my entire childhood. He's like, oh, how's that? And I'm like, I told him how I was a huge fan of his and how I picked him to win the 2002 Daytona 500. Everyone laughed. And he literally just bursts out laughing. He's like, that is awesome. And he gave me a high (laughs) five. And like, just Ward Burton was like, just loving it. Cause like, he basically went from like, who is this fan to, Oh my God, this is a guy that worshiped me as a child. And like, I, as I was leaving, I'll never forget this Ward Burton points at me. He's like, Hey buddy, you're the man. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? Ward Burton? You're the 2002 Daytona 500 champion. You're the man. And he just like walks away and just laughing. And I, I just, I'll never get that image out of my head. I, I, I just love Ward Burton so much that made my entire life. Like if seven year old me could find out that 25 year old me met Ward Burton, I don't even know. So, but that's my rant. Uh, and then that I met Brandon. That was an adorable Jones. story. That was huh? adorable rant. That was adorable. <laughs> almost like, as adorable as Noah Gregson's victory celebration. Noah Gregson almost hit the wall in victory lane. He was so I excited. almost got ran over. Yeah. Like straight up. He, he brought turf into, into victory lane. Six inches from his tire that was coming apart because he was burning it out on victory lane. So that was fun. <laughs> Um, Noah Gregson is an absolute menace. Um, that race was uh, was, it was it wasn't that great, I will say. Um, but I got to sit on top. Oh, shouts out Alex, by the way. I got to sit on top of uh, David Starr's pit stall the entire race, essentially. So that was pretty nice. I got I got on up there. Um, so shouts out uh Johnny Johnny Davis and all those guys. That was really nice of all of them to hook it up. Shout out to Brandon Jones for top five after getting yeah. our support. Um, caught him caught him out at the end of the race going past victory lane. I, I said, hey, Brandon, you did a great job. And he came over and was like, yo, thanks, man. I appreciate it. And I pounded awesome. it with him. And me and Brandon Jones are now BFFs. Um, <laughs> also, uh, Chase Briscoe, confirmed super nice guy, also confirmed super flake because he keeps telling me he will come on the podcast and then never responds to my DMs. Well, Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I I love Chase Briscoe. I also don't like Chase Briscoe. It's it's a love hate right now with him. Um, lots of cool guys though in the Xfinity Garage. Like lots and lots oh, yeah. of cool guys. Um, the race itself, Alex LeBay led a lot of laps there, just pretending he didn't have to pit. He led uh nineteen laps. Led oh, yeah. more than Gregson actually. Holy shit! Yeah, he did. He was just like, no, I don't have to pit. No, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, well, you got to say it like a Canadian. Oh, no, I don't have to pit, huh? You know, just uh, running around. Just let it let it go dry, just like a maple tree. Um, <laughs> who, What else happened? Jeb Burton, I think, led the most laps. Jeb Burton led the most laps, Um, 26. 
and he got absolutely just pounded in the wall and then just I believe he was just T-boned by Cindric and Cindric just got the worst of that wreck because if I recall Jeb goes down pit road and, and tries to repair it and ended up uh, being out of the race after that but um yeah, I mean, I was listening to his radio and he was just talking about how bad that impact was between him and um, the 22 car and his crew chief just being like, well, that was in the past. We got to focus on trying to get this repaired and back out there. And they couldn't. Um, it's a crazy cr- couple crazy wrecks out there. Um, who was it? Uh, uh, oh, our boy of Riley Herbst could not control the car and uh, crashed it right into Myatt Snyder, who was having a great race, by the way. He, was le- he led it half the laps at that point. He hit. Yeah, so overall, uh, I, I, I give it like a seven. Forgettable race. A forgettable a Daytona race. Um, we, we were spoiled by 2018, really. But but arguably, I think the best race of the weekend. Trucks. <laughs> Trucks. I don't think it was the best race of the weekend, but damn it, what a way to start the weekend. Oh, it was so good. Holy crap, what a race. race. And I mean, we had, oh. this is how wild this race is. Jordan Anderson almost won. Um, Anderson was inches away from winning that race. If they didn't go got a top two, five, dude, Nally Decker fishing. Um, Angela Ruck was Time running Jeske. in the top ten a lot of that race. Time Jeske was doing some some programmer tricks and then got out of the car fine. So good for him. Um, uh, thank thank goodness that took a, a little while. Is a little concerning. Yeah, weight shift is oh um. Who was it? There was a car on fire, and then the FDNY car just right. ass packed it and put the fire. Oh my out. god, that was hilarious! That's sponsorship. That is that is perfect sponsorship right there. Doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> that was is fucking hilarious. Brian Duzau, Dezu, Brian Dawson, Brian Dawson. See, I can yeah, get he's... that name right, but I can never pronounce anyone in Formula One. It's incredible. Jason White like, finished. Look at the me. Top I'm a fireman. <laughs> that was that was so funny though. I remember seeing that. I'm like, that car is a, oh, that car is not on fire anymore. Um, just unbelievable though. Natalie Decker was actually running in third coming to the trioval and um just lost it. Or didn't just lose it. I'm sorry. She just kind of got in the sucker hole, I think. Um coming it into happens. the start finish line. Yeah, it happens. I mean, Cody Rohrbaugh, um, which I, I think I got that name wrong. Um, no, yeah, Cody no, Rohrbaugh. you got that right. He almost won this. Like he was very close to pulling alongside Endfinger and Anderson and stealing that win away. I mean, this was one of the craziest races I've ever seen. Grant Endfinger led about half the, the laps, and he was really doing well. But I mean, for Jordan Anderson to come out of turn four, pull out and pass him essentially for the win, and, and then lose it just bumping and banging—that I, I never saw that coming. And Jordan Anderson apparently is a great guy. I'd love to have him on the podcast one day. He's good friends with Alex, I believe. Um, just crazy, like um, how close he was to that win and how close we were to Jordan Anderson just celebrating at Daytona. Would been awesome. He, he, his second place interview, he thought he'd won. That was, uh, oh, I bet. I wish I could have uh, been there for it. He gave oh, that, that kid NASCAR Thunder oh. 2003 shout out. So shout out oh, to that. Hell yeah. Yes. One of the best NASCAR games of all time. Let's go. Um, but yeah, the truck race was freaking awesome. I had so much fun with that. So much crazy shit going on and so much fun racing. I love trucks. <laughs> Why are the trucks so much fun? Because uh, Natalie Decker could get a top five at Daytona. Natalie Decker got a top five. Like literally Natalie Decker crashed every single race. She got dumped by the freaking tow truck 
last year, and now she's a top five on the season. And That's you what I call character growth. We'll have to see. Mike, eat your heart out, Steven Spielberg. This is pure character development right here. Oh, I love that it. Was her last two laps on the radio. Did you guys hear that uh, video? I did not it? hear it. Um, I didn't have the radio at that point to listen, but what was going on? Oh, it was her. It was a video. It was like two minutes long, two, three laps. I can't remember what it was, but it, just her spotter constantly talking. It, I don't want to say he was driving the car for her, but that's, you know, pretty much. And that's, that, that's how it goes, though. Yeah, but it was just, and her voice, she's so petite and squeaky and she's got that northern wisconsin accent going for her she's like oh my god thank you guys this was such i will say she was amazing i'm I'm not making fun of her i'm not making fun of her i'm sorry i'm from chicago (laughs) i got this thing against the entire state of wisconsin it's no it's fine aaron Rodgers has really just kind of made you guys kind of his bitch for the last 12 years it's all good she was absolutely amazing with the fans in the garage, like she would, like for the kids that would come up, she'd get down on a knee and she would take pictures with everyone. It was, I, I gained a lot of respect for that, so I was happy that she actually got a top five this weekend. She's got absolutely phenomenal fan interaction skills. Uh, I met her at uh, one of my local tracks when she was running late models, and the kids and little girls lined up to meet her, and she was nothing but smiles even after the race when she's tired and sweaty and just. <laughs> just wanted to get away from everybody but she was all smiles so i give her absolute props respect whatever you want to call it for her fan interaction skills and her personality it's wonderful before we move on i want to also say another driver who has incredible fan uh, personality skills is ryan vargas i caught him at many points and i i feel like i just had a magnet with him and his group because i kept running into them every like five minutes it felt like i was like almost trying to avoid them at one point because i'm like i really don't want to seem like i'm stalking you guys but um he is just great with younger fans and i mean there was another picture of him this weekend with a young uh fan with a cranius and Yes, um, house stenosis. But there was another young fan that came no, up to Vargas, and he he also came to the Gluck um meetup, which was really cool of him. Like Gluck, by the way, Gluck and Pockers, awesome in real life, very awesome in real life. Um, but he was just everywhere, and he was great with the fans this weekend. So we we need to get that man sponsored immediately. Gluck. Uh, yes, we need to sponsor Gluck, Methy. That's what we need. <laughs> That man has no money. He he can't go to EDC without it. Um, no, we need to sponsor Vargas. Like someone needs to step up and get that man full time sponsorship so he can get in one of these trucks or an Xfinity and do a full season because he is just the coolest. Agreed. Wendy's Wendy's spicy chicken nuggets on the hood. Oh, shouts out um, Nuggy reviews by the way, and that's the only time I'll ever say the word Nuggy because that's my least favorite word in the world. You said it twice. Just let it be known. Yeah. Let it be known that I've said it <laughs> twice. That's it. Um, but yeah, no, I do love myself some chicken nuggets. So, Are uh, boneless wings just adult chicken nuggets? Absolutely, they are. I don't even try to okay. deny it when I order them at Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, like people up. are like, dude, you just like chicken nuggets. I'm like, okay. Yeah, no shit. Cool. I'm just drunk and I wanted their chicken nuggets. What do you want from me? Oh, man. People hating on the That's nuggets awesome. game. Oh, All right. Yes. Anything else? that we should hit on from Speed Weeks besides that I was totally right about predicting Daniel Suarez wouldn't make the show? Uh, no, Daniel Suarez is very bad. But I think I'm ready to admit it. Also, I'm not ready um, to admit Timmy, it, but... Timmy Hill, very uh, good, but also a, a cheater? I don't know. Maybe. 
That's you don't they, know. They sent it out to get painted, and the painter made an adjustment. Well, the pa- yeah. the paint was coming off the car on Saturday when it was um like at the end of the race. There was like no paint in the front of it. A little sketch. I didn't not say it was lie. a good painter. And the car <laughs> still went through ex- um inspection at the end of it. So I mean, got through third place for Timmy Hill. He's it works. It 30, works. Thirty points in Xfinity. People forget that. That's crazy. It's crazy, but it's true. We've been uh all right. So that's Daytona, and just like I said last year, three hundred and sixty-two days until the twenty twenty-one Daytona five hundred. <laughs> I think. Sam. Yeah. It's a leap here. Did you factor that in? Um, I think so. I'm I you know what? Who cares? <laughs> who's, who's gonna hold me accountable? Yeah. I know one person that might hold me accountable, and it's our partners at stadiumscene.tv. I just want to give a huge shout out to those guys um for giving us um help with promotions and getting us more exposure. Um, if you are a podcast, Twitch streamer, YouTuber, blogger, someone who likes spewing their shitty opinion on the internet about racing, soccer, football, or football um, in Spanish, um, baseball, even women's volleyball, I've seen that somewhere around on that website, please um, use Stadium Scene TV to help you get your brand out there because nothing is more important than brand exposure and stadium scene.tv will take care of it for you so shouts out those guys we absolutely love you and we appreciate you guys coming on board this season we are very excited for all the fun stuff we'll be doing this season and maybe just maybe you might see us at phoenix at some point this year maybe they want us to come to phoenix with them that'd be hype would be hype i'd I'd be down to go to my i suck Matthew, we'll we'll <laughs> we'll make it to Chicagoland one of these days to meet you there, or maybe Road America. I'd like to go to Road, Road America. America. Wait, wait, wait. we Make Matthew fly out. <laughs> oh no, no, Matthew's Matthew's got a child. We don't. We have to come to him. I'll do Indy, Indy, Chicagoland. Well, Hell, I'll make a trip up to Iowa the Indy or Road America. Indy 500. Uh, yeah, I'd do that again. I would love to do the Indy 500 this year. I think that's like on my bucket list. Of I would do the Xfinity Road Course race above anything. Ooh, what are we talking about? I'd love to do that. That'd, That'd be, be fun. Be, all right, let's let's start planning. I'll be there. <laughs> all right, cool. We'll we'll start making plans for a mid-July Indianapolis race. That sure won't give me heat stroke or anything. Oh, for sure. Um, so moving along, you guys ready for some picks? Yeah preview uh preview vegas so we got three races this weekend i got some bad news for you guys though um kyle bush is in the 51 this week in the trucks well congratulations on uh the first win for the 51 card this weekend it's uh, congratulations, a long road kyle to get bush. here uh, uh finger think- for being the only regular winner uh after this weekend so <laughs> Up. <laughs> all right, cool. We don't even have to talk about that one. Uh, there's 35 trucks coming to Vegas, and I think it, it's still 32, right? Yeah. That make the field. Yeah, it's stupid. I I think that's stupid. So, and racist rally brought two trucks with him this week. <clears throat> Interesting. Hmm. I wonder if Ross Chastain doesn't make the field. Oh, that was another thing. Also, colleague racing at Daytona just sucks at qualifying. I don't know what happened. That was so weird. Yeah, that hub guy's fired. Oh, pff, he's fired into the sun. <laughs> what are we talking about here? 
Um, Xfinity, um, no Kyle Busch. He actually today announced that he'll be doing five races in the Xfinity with um, Starburst coming on the car, which I am excited to see that car. That's going to be freaking sweet. I Ooh. love myself. If he wins in that one, I won't be as mad. Um, 36 cars in the Xfinity field this weekend with no one in the 74. Hmm. Time to at Ryan Vargas. <laughs> Ooh. Timmy Hill in the 61 this week. Steven Light in the 66. Uh, Good, David I'm Starr in the 6. Back and ride. Yeah, I'm trying to just see if there's any one, people that have moved around. Robbie Lyons in the 15. Uh, I'm just going through. Nothing looks out of place. Tommy Joe will actually make the field this week. Thank God. Um, nice. Yeah. Joey Gase in the 93. Brad, I don't know if Brad he's there working left. for him now. Uh, Brad is over there. Yes. Good. Like oh, Landon Castle in the 89. That's what that's what happened. Landon Castle's in the 89. What were you saying, Matthew? Oh, it was good to see uh, Stephen Light back in a ride. Um, uh, no, Stephen Light's a good drive or a good guy. Good driver. Good to sure. see Tommy Joe going to make the field with uh, mm-hmm. Bread Perez. He's always good for funny tweets and stuff, so I'd like oh. to see him in the field Mr. in a race. Carb. Mr. Carb. <laughs> the carb guy, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, and uh, Yale. One more thing the- I wanted to say. One more thing I wanted to say. Uh, Xfinity Series. Noah Gregson putting the checkered flag in the adjustment hole in the window. Genius. How has that never no been done before? before? How has that never been done before? That was beautiful. It, it's It's like he just thought outside the box, and it's like there wasn't even much of a box to think outside of. It was just staring everyone right in the face, and Gregson was like, hmm. Maybe I just need to win a race to figure this out. I can put the flag right here. It was it was actually pretty awesome. I I, I will say that. Oh, and we missed Daniel Hemrick is going to be in the eight this week. So I, I don't know. That's kind of a like he needs to have a really good race this weekend if he wants to find anything full time for next year. And I feel like the eight car is going to give him his best opportunity to probably win a race in a long time. So for sure probably still won't win and he'll probably finish in like second he's he's this generation's brian scott but you know damn am i lying i looked up his stats history he has no wins in anything maybe in like super like late model and like bandoleros and shit but like as far as racing reference goes zero wins on every series he's ever raced in besides exhibition races the only wins he has are the 2014 Stoops Freightliner Red Bud 300. I don't even know what that is. That's a big race, though. That's a big <laughs> It was at Anderson Speedway. It's basically in like right next to the Daytona 500 in terms of prestige, oh. for sure. Oh, of course, of course. With an average speed of 74 miles an hour. He also won the 2015 All-American 400. That's um, a big race. At Nashville. Yeah, race. that's that is actually a pretty big race at Nashville Speedway. But, um, I mean, he beat Bubba Pollard, John Hunter Nemechek, and... Um, the legend himself, Matt Wallace. People forget that he is not Stephen Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> People forget that. <laughs> what can I say? Okay. okay, picks. Let's get the picks. <laughs> the picks. So once again, Alex cannot be here. He is busy putting out fires in Australia. God, thank you for your service, Alex. Um, so we have his picks going on right now. Um, so his picks. For this weekend, as once again, he doesn't understand the rules. 
but um, he picked Chastain as his dark horse before Chastain was in the six car. I wonder if Alex had some inside information. Oh, he definitely that. had inside information. He absolutely knew. Um, we had Larson as the sleeper, and um, his favorite this week was his sleeper last <laughs> week, Kurt Busch. So Kurt Busch, the interchangeable sleeper favorite. Um, as far as the points go, um, I as Kevin is very upset about I'm in first place with 55 points. Cause I picked the winner correctly. Shouts out Denny Hamlin on your third day. 500. Um, <laughs> we have uh, 12 points behind me, Jeremy Methfield with 43 with, by the way, shouts out picking David Reagan and Chris Busher both got you so many points. And then Chase Elliott just absolutely shit in the bed on the last lap. Um, and then um, we have Kevin in third with the LaJoy and Clint Boyer picks, which by the way, Clint Boyer, just spinning in the grass and then like three laps later, finishing top 10 shouts out. Um, and then Alex with 17 points. He was the only one to lose points on his Kurt Busch pick. I'm sure this won't backfire two weeks in a row. Sure. <laughs> All right. Certainly. Since I won last week, I get to go first. That is fair. That is how this That's works. Um, once again, the rules are, I have a set amount of points um, for dark horse, dark horse. If they do well, they get you more points um sleeper which is like 11 to 23 drivers they get you a little less points they are kind of your safe pick and then your favorite is like the guy that you are 100 certain mortal lock of the year they're gonna win because if they don't do well you lose a lot of points so you don't want to pick someone like martin shurex jr for example i don't know why i said that um and then he finished in 36 i really don't know why i just said that um so anyways my first pick uh, as my dark horse is John Hunter Nemechek coming off in 11th place. I just need a top 20 out of this guy to keep me in the lead. I like it. Yeah, that's a fair. That's fair. Yeah. I think he can that's do fair. that. I think he can pull that off. Yeah. He's, he's one of those guys that borderlines a, a decent driver, top 20 guy that, you know, every now and then he could be better than Ryan priest, I think in some occasions. So let's see what he pulls off this weekend. Um, Matthew, you are in second place. You will get to go pick in second. Going dark horse or sleeper? What You're going you dark horse. Dark horse? Well, uh, let's go. Um... Matthew has not made his picks beforehand like I did. No, I did not. Uh, I forgot about this part of the section. Let's go with, uh, with Michael McDowell. Oh, that's a wonderful pick. Be a dark horse, even though he's top 20 in points. <laughs> We'll start counting the um, actual point standings of where they are for the positions um, after week five. Right now, we are going based off of speculation and last year's positions, and Tyler Reddick is a rookie. Um, so anyways, Kevin, who is your dark horse? Well that, well, that was a nice segue because I was feeling Tyler Reddick. So this is – I believe he did win this race um, a couple of years ago when he was driving – or no, that's Bowman – he he's always done well at mile and a half in Xfinity and he's shown good speed. So that's a great pick. He could break out here or, you know, he could just have the hemorrhage curse from last year. Who, who did our boy Alex pick? Um, he picked Ross Chastain. I already said this. Chastain, that's right. Yes. And I have a feeling that Ross Chastain out of all these, uh, dark horses will do the best because he's in the six car and that's Roush. And he's Ross Chastain. And he's also That's Ross also Chastain. Yes, he has also won at this track before. People forget that. I didn't. Did I he smash that. a watermelon that day? DC Solar didn't. 
I will fuck well, those guys. Ponzi scheme. <laughs> All right, in my boy's so, pants. So my if, are sleeper, we snaking it or no? No, no, God, no. I, 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 I won last week. I deserve all the respect. Um, so my sleeper. I mean, it doesn't matter. You could pick the same drivers I pick. Oh, that's you, true. Yeah, you don't like none of these drivers are locked. By the way, you can. Mm-hmm. That's what makes this interesting. You can play a little, a uh, little bit of some strategy. But um, I'm gonna go with uh, Matt De Benedetto this weekend. See what that 21 car can do on the mile and a halfs. Um, the 21 car has shown speed in previous years with Blaney and sometimes with Paul Menard. Um, so I have a feeling that the 21 car might treat Michael McDowell better than the 95 did last year. However, he wasn't great with this, uh, 550 horsepower package on mile and a half, but maybe something will change. He did lead some laps in the, um, Vegas race last year in the fall on fuel strategy, but still led laps. It counts. <laughs> I mean, you don't get extra points for it anymore, but it counts. All right, Methy, what you got? Uh, I'm gonna go with Eric Jones. Ah, that Jones boy. Never a bad Jones pick. boy. Ah, it was a bad pick for me last week. Only got me four points. <laughs> That's why I'm gonna take him this week. week. That's huh? why I'm taking yeah. him this week. He is much better at the mile and a half, so Tony doesn't treat him all that well, except for that one time he won. But that, we don't talk about that. No, two times. Two, two times he won. Well, the toaster was the second time. Yeah, brave little toaster pushing his way to the front. Uh, Kevin. Disney Plus. <laughs> I'm going to go with William Byron. Of course. You think he's getting some revenge on Senhouse this weekend? Oh, I do. He's going to ass pack him and just pull a, pull a Watkins gun? Mm-hmm. Ooh, can't wait. Uh, Byron's due, though. You're, you're picking all the underdogs here. I do respect it. Thank you. We're we're picking the safe picks here, and then there's Larson as a sleeper for some reason. Okay, and then the um the favorite uh, Alex once again picked Kurt Busch as his favorite for some reason. Um, my favorite, and I'm I I really wish that I didn't say what I said earlier because I I actually am picking Martin Truex Jr. is the first name that came to well, to my head. Picking the defending winner at the track, how bold and brave! <laughs> two uh, two times in a row, bitch. <laughs> I did it. I did it for Daytona also. I, I should have picked Justin Haley while I was at it. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna take Martin Truex Jr. to um to come back and get his third win at Vegas because that 19 car is a cheat code on mile and a half. Again, no one's stopping you guys from picking Truex as well. Oh, yeah. I don't want Truex. Yeah, what's stopping me from picking Truex is uh, lack of Cole Pern. So shout out to you for wasting that pick, Anthony. You're right. That's I picked, I I picked the guy with the most boring crew chief name of all time. You're right. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Absolutely cooked now. My I think it is your pick. Kevin Harvick. For the uh, uh, Kevin Harvick. This will be win number 50, if I, I believe, if he gets this. I lost count. I don't even know. Yeah, I can, I can tell it. you I'll right now how many he has. Kevin Harvick has 49 wins. He needs one more for 50. So that would be win number 50. Well, look at that. And that, would break, and that would break Tony Stewart's uh, number too. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, Tony probably does wants him to win, but also probably doesn't. Yeah. Who would have ever thought Kevin Harvick? would have more wins than Tony Stewart. Like, never in my wildest dreams. No one. Mm-mm. 
insane. All right. Well, I am also going with Kevin Harvick. Uh, our first uh, double up. Yeah. Of the year. Stole right out of my head. Good job, Matthew. So no yeah, one has taken. I think this is very interesting that throughout many of the years we've seen so much success from Penske and not a single Penske pick has happened this week. I'm not ready to trust Kozlowski. Um, no, me neither. With I the would, new crew chief. I would, I would trust Logano, but I just didn't want to pick him. I felt like this is like, you know, just Shurex territory here. But I mean, yeah, Harvick's a great pick. And then Blaney, I think he'll be in a good mindset, but I think that'll be in the back of his head. Which I don't know if Blaney's going to be in a good mindset. We didn't really talk about it, but we can, we can segue into that a little bit later. But um, yeah, I mean, these picks are going to be interesting. I mean, is DiBenedetto a Penske driver? Not really. Yeah, I mean, he's getting Penske equipment, and he's not Paul Menard, so he won't shit bed in it. So. That's true. Um, yeah. Oh, and I, I, Matthew, I didn't get to tell you, I met uh, Leonard Wood on Saturday. Oh, you suck. That's awesome. <laughs> he, he was so cool, too. Like, he's like, what, 87 or something? Like, he's he's seen so much when it comes to NASCAR. He's been in the sport for, like, 60 years, and to meet him was just so freaking cool. Uh, Man, he's he's seen it all. Oh, well, apparently he also, um, there was a general named Leonard Wood who died in 1927, so I've got to find the right one. Hold on. <laughs> Leonard Wood, NASCAR. I was like, wow, this guy's been alive since 1860. Holy shit, he's seen some shit. He has seen it all. 85 years old. Huh? There it is. Yeah, no, it's a, it, it's crazy, but Leonard Wood, awesome, awesome dude to me. That was, that was fucking awesome. Um, okay, so, Matthew, would you like to round out the field? I'd like to. I'm really not sure how, though, because that wasn't in Matthew, the notes as well for me to study. Reddit, you are a Reddit <laughs> moderator. You should always know what the top post is. Round out the field, Matthew. Uh, no, I pass. Oh my god, you coward! Okay, well, I'll I'll go ahead. I didn't take notes, and this wasn't my idea, so I'm not bringing myself or the show down because of it. Whatever. We also rounding out the field. We we have to do this the second time. Alex is going to have to host another episode at some point. I got it. Rounding out the field on the summer that we are we have almost dethroned the I can feel the earth move below me as being the top post of all time. Really. Yeah, wow, uh, getting released from the hospital post is right there alongside it. Wow. I, I didn't yeah. know that. And I haven't actually upvoted that yet. So let's see if that changes anything. Go for it. Um, yeah. Other than that, uh, it won't change anything from this week is stuff about Newman. Like, thank God he's okay. All that cool stuff. Um, and uh, I guess one, one post is still the top post <laughs> i think one one we have to shout out especially is a uh, nice little selfie with sherry pollux and ryan newman with the <laughs> comment saying none of us should be alive right now so that's kind of cool how they can uh share that little tidbit um adversity besides, let's go. besides the newman wreck there was a beautiful photo at the end of the uh the byron wreck or i guess right after he had hit the the inside wall with the Kind of looks like sun setting and the the sunburnt paint scheme he's got. It looks great. Would highly recommend checking it's that out. It's a sun bleached paint scheme. Correct yourself, Thank sir. Thank you. 
Um, it, um, the only thing that would have made it cooler is if Air Force One was taking off at that exact moment. But uh, wait, yeah. did we even mention the president was at the track? Uh, I mentioned, I think, the Trump uh, ticket. <laughs> oh, that's so. right. I didn't. That make was cool. I, I made one Trump joke. Um, yeah, I uh, as a fan, I'm you know indifferent. I don't really care. Um, seeing Air Force One take off, fucking awesome. I don't care who the president is. It could be like a rabid raccoon in the office, and Air Force One taking off in the background of Daytona would still be the coolest thing I've ever seen. So, like that was awesome. Um, you know, he drove right past me and waved, and I was like, "Wow!" I just saw the president of the United States wave at me in a limo. That's kind of cool. It was really funny listening to the radio because I was listening to Brennan Pools, and they were like, "All right." They're going to be going a little bit slower than usual for these pace laps because the president will be leading um, the field. They want to do a nice photo op. Don't fuck anything up. <laughs> Just straight up. <laughs> Don't fuck anything up. That'd be, that'd yeah. be the perfect time to fuck something up. Time to pull a Mark Martin at uh, Talladega and just completely destroy your rear axle on the pace laps. We'll forget that happened. Never happened. Martin is a two-time NASCAR champion. Who knew? Um, but um, I wanted to talk. What was the other subject that I had in mind? And now I've lost it. Thanks, Kevin. You had to. You had to just completely uh, screw well, I, me over. I will again. say, just everything is about Newman. I feel. I feel like that's the best way we can round out the field this week. Just thank God he's alive. I just noticed under the Newman post yeah. on Reddit that there's a Blaney the cat next to the guy's name. I'm very like, what are these things on <laughs> gilding on the subreddit? Like now there's a Blaney cat. There's a rocket thumb. Like, I, I don't understand all of it. Any of it. I'm too I old for that shit. This is here. from our moderator, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, this is the president. Cool we got, thing we that got is, younger uh, moderators for that shit. <laughs> that is of notice uh the cup trophy i don't know if we discussed it last weekend but the cup trophy is now officially called the bill france cup good yeah absolutely yes. awesome i was really hoping they would call it the lightning mcqueen piston cup but um you know we can't get everything that we want whatever it's a good name i, I do i do appreciate it at least yeah uh, besides that i feel like that's uh that's about it for this week. I think we can all just let's take an extra moment to just breathe and say we got through that Gary moment. So shout out to us for that. Shout out to the whole fan base, the sport and everything. Um and on to Vegas. On to Vegas. On to Vegas. Here we go. Alright, so um for next week's episode, um we will have it hosted normally. We will also be having um last car and you famous I guess famous NASCAR YouTuber uh, Brock Beard on the podcast to talk to us. He'll be in Fontana, so we'll get a nice preview out of him. Let him do some celebrity guest picks, which will I don't know how those will count, but we'll do it anyways. Um, sure. <laughs> Multiply sure, it by not? 36. Multiply. <laughs> we'll just we'll average it out for the season. Um, so if he gets yeah. like one, two, three, he's just automatically the winner. We'll, we'll talk about some fun stuff in NASCAR history with uh, Brock. It's going to be a great episode. You guys definitely need to tune in for that one. Um, but until oh, then, sure. he's a very, very smart man. Very, very bright when the history of the sport, that's going to mm-hmm. be a good one. I can't wait to listen to that. Uh, I don't know what you mean. Listen to it. You're probably going to be on it again. 
Uh, we'll see what my schedule says. We'll, we'll, we'll see how we can deal with Methy next week. But until then, I've been Anthony. I've been Kevin. And I've been Methy, unfortunately. Sorry for wrecking your show. Thank you for being the host, Methy. It was nice to listen to an intro that I didn't have to scream over. But it until nice next not time. hearing Anthony's voice, thank you. <laughs> Fuck off, Kevin. Boy, see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Kevin, you are the world's biggest dickhead, and I literally want to <laughs> your face with a pie. I don't know why. Yep. And now, from high above the start-finish line at Ontario, here is Ken Squire. City block in less than a second. Who will take the lion's share of $180,000 as it roars into the first turn and they begin to shuffle down the back straightaway. It is a two-car joust. And now pulls in to appropriate the lead. Into turn three, he fireballs his way into the lead. Goes out in front by one, two, three car lengths. Here. It is a game of improvisation being played at the very best right now. All the leading car owners, the patrons of the art are here today. Talk about a choo-choo train. And look at that Oklahoma land rush back there. It is going to be a land rush to the side of the Daytona 500. It's down to the inside every so often to scoop some fresh air into the automobile because the gauges begin to roll around and get red and rosy out there. The gauges just get red and rosy out there and you have to watch them all the time. Clinton car thrusting that machine back in front. Sticks it right in there out of turn number four. He may have shot his arrow a little too early here. Earnhardt retiring. The engine caves in on car number two. His car turning out to be a smoker, and that may indeed impair his health for this race. That is Donnie Allison, his engine erupting up here. Johnny Utzman hand grenades the engine. It detonates right at the start-finish line as the hopes of Johnny Utzman go up in smoke. The engine tortured at car number 27 and beginning to give up. The heart of the car beginning to go. And now he begins to ache, he begins to hurt Mark. And you can see A.J. Foyt's red machine up against the wall still smoldering a bit. But if they touch at 190 miles an hour, it's good night nurse. We've had a rash of yellow fever here today. There you see the Marcus car coming in on the hook. Marcus hopes have evaporated today. As he comes around where the Holocaust took place in turn number four. Following him, it is a Holocaust. Seven, eight, nine automobiles smashing. Jody Ridley crashing into the infield. Spinning, splashing their way down the road. And his car slithering and sliding down in turn number four. Slipping, sliding through cars. And it's shoot and scoot from here, David. Neil Bonnet, a stout and steady third out here. Allison resting beautifully in third. This is one beautiful driver. Laps beginning to unravel in this magnificent race. Getting some air, gobbling it up into car number 88 to keep the engine cool for that final assault. Who's about to make his assault on Donnie Allison. A kamikaze attack. We have our own Banzai pipeline here today, and it's the start-finish line of the Daytona Speedway. Like bullets, they propel themselves out of the corner. And here comes 
the avalanche spilling down into the first turn. Now they peel off like a squadron of fighter planes through the slower oh. machines. Oh, Bonnet almost getting pushed out. Bonnet comes to the inside in a slower car. Look at Bonnet looking for Rome. He can't find it. He's in the box. He is caught. He moves into the middle. He goes right through the buttonhole. Through the eye of the needle. He's still trapped. Heavy traffic, beautiful driving. Draws a beat on the checkered flag as he storms out of turn number four at over 190 miles per hour.